1: to change your mind.
2: Hey, sexuals. I'm Malls. Welcome to a very special 48th episode of Please Advise, where we have all Please Advise staff members on deck today, minus Jackson. He's recording a podcast of his own in his closet at home. Dead serious. That's what Christina Lopez told me.
0: No, I, I, he, I didn't say in his closet. I said, like, people, when they record at home, like professional audio people, they do because it in their closets. they're back
3: into the closet. Sure. They
0: do it in their closets because the clothes... Absorb the sound or so that it doesn't bounce off.
3: Anyway. Because yeah.
2: the only thing sadder than podcasting from home is doing it in a closet alone. I get it. Uh, anyway, since we have all of you guys here today, I really want to get to know the Please Advise gang. Um, I heard that there's still some confusion about the difference between Christina Lopez and Chrissy the Front Turn. There is. Okay. It's a
3: constant ask on social media. Yeah. <laughs> People are really confused.
2: Let's clear it up. Christina Lopez topless Puerto Rican mommy, holds us down, nurses us all, keeps us safe, is our Threaten friend. Threatens
3: someone with a bottle
0: once. Threatens someone with a broken bottle. Listen, that was a long time ago. That was another life.
3: And, and also has less vocal fry than me, probably. <laughs> a little bit of a Brooklyn accent sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. When Christina gets trill, she gets Brooklyn.
0: Oh uh, no! Then I get like
3: super Puerto Rican. I sound like
0: <laughs> I sound like one of the ladies who work at the kitchen in Orange Is the New Black. You that do.
2: You actually do. And actually, I think of you sometimes when they're talking on in <laughs> a Black. I'm like, that's Christina. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I get people tell me I look like Dia all the time, which is,
2: you know sort what? Sort of not offensive. About
3: actually, uh, she's beautiful. You have similar mannerisms too. And yeah, that's a compliment. She's really beautiful. She's
2: beautiful. She got that hot guard too. Out of all the girls in the prison, he fucked her. There's a lot of young poon up in that Danbury correctional facility. What is it? Rose is up Michelle? in? There.
0: <laughs> so yeah, that's who I am. And, and I played I, I played the I'm trumpet. That was me. Chrissy's
2: Not, uh, so. Chrissy, you're a mess. Chrissy I'm the turn, <laughs> is our white little girl from New Jersey. She's um likes, you know, bacon soda and oh, um you're never gonna let that go. Nope.
3: Uh <laughs> and what do you do? You write. Um, I write for the internet. Mall's like mall has got me that job, and she's like, "What do you do?" Oh, <laughs> like, um, yeah, that's it, though. No, I didn't. Much. your current job, I didn't oh, not get this you. one. No. But I mean, you're like you lead the. I'm breadcrumbs your fairy or godmother. Something. Yeah, yeah um, let's just say it. So, <laughs> Mal's is my
0: fairy godmother. Um, <laughs> what am I to you then? Uh, my stepmom <laughs> I plucked her from obscurity you came on you
3: joined me when I when I already had given her the stamp Christina of gives me instructions on how to take care of myself sometimes like she'll be like I'll say I'm sick and she's like okay what you're gonna need to do is like get apple cider vinegar and like instructs me on like what she I said I was having trouble sleeping that I was taking Advil pm every night and she was like girl you can just get some like z-quill yeah like you don't need to Get also, <laughs> nature
2: made sleep. Nature made sleep yeah. is a vitamin over the, over the counter. They it's really chewable? good. They're not chewable. They're gel caps. I and um, my old psychologist, psychiatrist, who's the one who gives you pills? Psychiatrist. I never can remember that. <laughs> I always can do so psychiatrist
3: them. a therapist? You can also have a counselor. Well, anyway, he told me
2: that he got some woman who was like a severe Xanax addict off Xanax by giving her nature made sleep. So you can definitely quit bill PM. Or just
0: get your medical mar- marijuana card.
3: So I'm the pill popping white girl <laughs> of this podcast, <laughs> and I'm the topless Puerto Rican who went to woman. Coachella and stayed sober and still lost yeah. her cell phone <laughs> <laughs> for a cool like two hours, and it ruined my life.
2: We also have the HBN I see here B. She's a dog walker, She carved bitch into her trunk once. She's a real sweet girl. <laughs> what else is What else do we need to know about you? I love pets. I love peace, and I have. Full of road rage. You love peace, <laughs>
3: did you say? I you. That is like, what was that? You, <laughs> that was the strangest Real Housewives opener I've ever heard.
4: I love pets. Oh I love gosh. peace. Thank you. I found I found my my
2: Real Housewives
4: opener. Love and line. light, bitches. Don't yeah, cut me off in the
2: freeway or I will cut
3: you. <laughs>
2: That's amazing. Wow. That's really, really great. So we're going to play a family game of table topics. Woo. And then we're going to play a family game of Do You Fear That? I love... Family game night, and then we're gonna play. Please advise. Ready? All right. What stereotypes of your minority group do you fit, Chrissy? Is that your fucking phone? <laughs> That's your
3: phone. Oh, <laughs> oh sorry. <laughs> um, um, what stereotypes of my minority? So I don't have. Oh, well, women. I guess well, no. Aren't you? Maybe. You're Italian. Oh, I'm. Mean, yeah, but. I actually You're fit. A Jersey girl. I am a Jersey girl. That's a minority in the United States. We're sure. marginalized. Um, Rightfully so. I'm loud. <laughs> I have big hair. Those are New Jersey and Italian things. I but I can't cook, and uh, I'm not like super close with my family members. Those are Italian stereotypes. I don't fit. Let's have an actual minority speak. Um.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I I guess I'm loud. Uh. I have a fiery temper occasionally. Um,
2: You're a feisty Puerto Rican mommy. I
0: am. Um, (laughs) My feistiness is really coming off right now. Um, No, but I overcompensate for a lot of stereotypes. I've talked about this on the podcast a lot before. I show up on time like all the time just because, you know, Hispanic people are notorious for showing up late to everything. And even people in my own family are really bad about it. So I'm always punctual. Mm. <clears throat> out
4: of my friends, I'm the fiery Latina. I have a short temperature. What are you specifically? I'm half Hispanic, half Armenian, which is very- Love. Yes. What's ooh. the Hispanic part? The Hispanic part is Mexico. My mom, um, that's out of my family. And yeah, and my friends, I, I get a little uh, short. That's Not with combo. them, but like in defense of them. You know what I mean?
2: I feel like an Armenian Mexican couple like would have met on Tinder. Do you know what I mean? What did they meet?
4: Good question. I don't know him, my dad. So my
2: biological sperm oh, donor, don't. I don't know. So I don't know anything about that
4: culture, nothing. So
2: I'm just... just That's me like me with my Native Americanness. I'm out of touch with it. Because <laughs> yeah, it's my yeah, dad's side. I don't really relate, know. Yeah. yeah. But I am sensitive about Native American things sometimes. I, do, I am. Uh, what's the ugliest part of getting old, you guys?
0: Um gravity mm-hmm. I think gravity is particularly kind if you of have larger breasts mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even if
2: you have small ones I got some yeah. small ones and I'm like oh these are a little
3: bit in a different They're, place yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit different They
0: go to the sides a little bit different. I don't a think you can yeah.
3: say what's ugly about aging yet i don't know shut (laughs) up chrissy tell people
0: how old you are i'm 24 yeah shut up go bed
3: go Um, (laughs) go to bed go to bed bed, go to bed chrissy uh that's actually like what you guys have said to me most frequently in my life i feel like it's like go home go to bed (laughs) um yeah the ugliest part of getting old is not knowing about it i don't know move on next okay b anything Just all the
4: ailments and all the medications you're going to have to take, I think it's going to be a bummer. Oh, true.
0: How old are you? 25. Who do you
2: dislike without any good reason?
3: I used to dislike Oprah really heavily when I was younger for no reason. Um, Racist? (laughs) Probably. Well, my mom, like, played (laughs) – my mom played, like – Oprah stuff in the house constantly and was always like suggesting that I do Oprah meditations and things and I was like a feisty tween and teen and I was just like mad about it and I was like fuck Oprah but now I I respect Oprah and look up to her so yeah
0: I don't really have an answer to that actually so I don't know you don't
2: no B anything anyone
0: Dane Cook you have reasons for Um,
2: that his face I guess What habit would you like to break, Chrissy? I hope
0: it's drugs. (laughs) Um, For me, Christina, um, it would be (laughs) biting my nails. I'm a habitual nail biter, and I've tried everything from like garlic nail polish to like,
3: oh, that's yeah, replacing
0: it. Yeah, and it just never works. I'm just a habitual nail. I'm thinking about going to like a hypnotist about it.
2: That'd but be
0: cool. um, yeah, and be your great. vomit thing.
2: I would throw money at that if I were you. I just don't. It's just not a good it's not good to have manifestations of anxiety like that. You know, like it's the way well, that I think that. it's more
0: of an oral fixation because yeah. I don't do it as much if I have something to chew on. Like I used to be really good about carrying mints or like um, mint flavored tea tree oil toothpicks.
2: But, girl, you have a lot of internal energy. Like, you're always tapping on things and, like, swinging your foot. Like, I think it's also part of, like, your energy. Like, I think you need to, like, fucking Like, you should run. Like, you should just, like, go do laps whenever you want to bite your nails in the pool. Yeah. That's true. You know? Yeah. And I never realized how energy is so fucking real until I hit, like, 27. And I was just, like oh, this shit's flowing through me, man. Like, this is what this is. Like, this is why my back hurts. This is why, like, I feel sad about this. Or, like, this is why this is never works out for me because this area of my life is not clear. Yeah. I think energy is, like, a really, really big thing. And it it's weird how it shows up like that. Like, I don't think most people think when they're, like, doing something that's, you know, when I have really bad anxiety, I don't realize most of the time it's just, like, excess energy that needs to be burnt off. You know? Yeah. Gotta run, you guys. B. Habit I wish to
4: break? Um, probably procrastination. Oh, yeah. I procrastinate a ton, mm-hmm. and I would like to stop it. Maybe I can go to hypnotherapy. What is hypnotherapy
5: Hypnotherapist? A hypnotist? Hypno- yeah. yeah. Hypnotherapy
4: Something or like that, a hypnotist. Yeah, I whatever. I to get off my lazy fucking chair, dude.
3: Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. Chrissy? I would like to stop staying up so late. I'm a really bad insomniac, but it's, I feel like it's like self-induced. Right, because I like spend. I don't take any of the necessary steps. I like read in my bed and like work from my bed a lot. And I just want to. I would also like to be like habitually cleaner in my like in my personal things because like I feel like with kitchens, I'm good at cleaning them, but my room is always like an embarrassing.
2: Why is that? That like it's so easy to go into someone's house and clean it. I think it's like so hard to clean (laughs) your
3: own. Yeah, I don't know. I just think it's laziness. Yeah. And a part of me is is like, this is how things are now in this room. Right. Like, oh, my, like, I have a habit of, like, taking something out of a box and then, like, having the box there for, like, three months because it's like, oh, it goes there. Or, like, keeping garbage in my (laughs) car because, like, that's where it it lives. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to be cleaner and go to sleep more on time. That's very, like, of your profession, though. Like, I have to say, I don't think
2: that's abnormal in what it is that you do. Because when you're writing on that schedule, when you have to just, like, it's just easier to be up at night. Yeah. You know, and then the day is, it's just so easy to sleep. And (laughs) it's it's also, like, you're young and, you know, most activities happen at night. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you don't have to go to an office. So why wouldn't you want to be awake during night? You know, I don't know. It's a fun part of the day. All right, True. this is going to be our last question. And then we're going to do, do you fear that? What don't women want? <laughs> a dick pic.
3: Um, uh, unequal pay. Oh, well, if you're going to get political about it, <laughs> Hillary,
0: Hillary freaking run. I'm
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, from a man, Chrissy. Don't be a bitch. Oh, from a man. <laughs> you know,
4: say that. Don't be a little bitch. I know. <laughs> um, be a
3: man. We don't want texts that just say, hey, <laughs> I've never gotten a text that just says, hey, and been like, oh, what a great conversation starter. Like, I can't be more to do than this. that. Yeah. Like, say something. Yeah. Like, what is the purpose? You of can this? do better than that. I hope
2: entertaining. to God. Uh, B. Just like
4: I said, don't be a little <laughs> bitch. Oh, don't Oh, I thought yeah. you were saying that to Chrissy no, and I no. was like
2: that's right. <laughs> to men she there. shouldn't be such a little bitch. Don't know. Oh, I thought you were cuz I men. was like oh, I was on top of that. I was like, "Yes, Chrissy's being <laughs> yes. a little bitch." Um I would say a tiny man in a tiny vest. That's something that I was talking about right before this. If you're short, that's fine. Just don't wear a vest. Oh, or, and a if fedora. you wear a beard, never wear a vest because you just look like an elfin creature it's like a tourist who a can tourist. i guess a tourist. <laughs> sure i think a really tall man you know yeah. in, a, in a nicely fitted vest vests are not one size fits all you guys you got to get that sort of thing tailored and um True. better be sharp as fuck
3: yeah women don't want sloppiness from a dude I can handle
2: sloppiness. I just can't handle an ugly ass vest. Like it just just shows, it just shows like a lapse in judgment to me. And stylistically I don't understand. You know when guys have like a style and you're just like, I don't understand that. Like I don't understand like why
3: when you got into that. I also hate like time period dressers. That's like guys who are like, I belong in the time where I I made my own whiskey. And like yeah, guys that just like greasers. Guys, there's that rapper G Eazy who wears a leather jacket and like slicks his hair back constantly in like a white t-shirt and it's like it's so played out. It's just like you're wearing a costume every day. Like it's fine to have like a style, but to be like your style is just like another decade. It's just
2: also like half of thirty-five-year-old guys are wearing like pork pie hats and black (laughs) rim glasses and have like slight stubble, like a lazy stubble. Yeah, yeah. And that's very that's that writer
3: look. Ugh, disgust me. Yeah, that's the improv. Like, what is
2: that? What is what is that? I don't. Whatever. Do you fear that you guys, ready? Woo! You know how to play the game. If anyone so does, excited. it's you guys. Okay. One, deep space.
0: No, it excites me. That's Christina yes, Lopez. I fear that. Oh, yeah, sorry.
4: Chrissy fears deep space. B does not.
3: Fire. No, I love fire. Christina. <laughs> <laughs> Signed Christina. Um, I fear yeah, I fear fire as a concept.
4: I, rec- I recently got leash burn like this dog ran and I grabbed the nylon part of the leash and it burnt my hand. I don't know if you guys can see it. And it hurt so bad and it was just one little part of my hand and I just imagine my whole body just like
2: if, if you're gonna, like in an accident. Yeah. Your whole
4: body. It's like your whole body is being eaten by fire ants.
2: Not cool. I fear fire. Yeah. No, that is really scary. Melting is not appealing to me.
3: Yeah. I always <laughs> like to think
2: that the smoke will pass me out first, but I know I'll feel I, some of my flesh melt. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Food in countries you've never been to?
3: No. Yes.
4: No.
2: I fear everything. <laughs> the dark?
4: Yes. No.
2: No. Unexpectedly seeing a naked adult? Yes. No.
0: No. It's funny. I saw it enough in like, you know... I'm from New York, and I took the train a bunch. So, I've-
2: Why is everyone upset about people who masturbate on the train? Why are you upset about why that? Why would you not like be upset about that? Yeah, yeah why aren't you? Oh God,
0: That's no. It's gross. You know Don't what? You? Yes. So just
2: because someone found a better way to have their commute than me doesn't mean that I need to judge that. I can't.
3: Mom, that, man that is so unlike you. The
2: man masturbating <laughs> under the hat no one saw him. That was, that, I'm sorry, that video, no one would have ever noticed he was masturbating. She was looking for it. I'm sorry. I, I what if you were sitting next to someone and they were looking. making orgasm
3: noises? You hate hearing people have sex. I would stand up and move. I would just move. <laughs> I do hate people. I do hate it. But what I, about I, someone getting a handjob on a plane next to you?
2: Here's your the thing row. is that I don't like it next to me, but I don't mind it in theory. Okay. I just don't want it in my backyard.
3: Can I say that?
2: <laughs> but I'm not I'm completely opposed to subway masturbators.
3: There's a time and a place, though. Come on. Yeah. Walking in on my friend masturbating, I think, is – would. Oh, well, this is kind of like – I was thinking about this the other day. Like I've seen about six people masturbate in public in my, in my lifetime. Women?
4: Six more than,
0: than me. Two
3: women. Sex. <laughs> sex. Would, I, uh, would you rather walk in on your friend masturbating or having sex? Sorry, this is having a tangential sex. question. Having sex. Yeah, me too, because seeing someone masturbate is, like, the ugliest I thing in the whole world. I think that's so, like, I would rather see them, like, shit themselves than... I'd honestly, yeah, I would rather watch them do anything else than masturbate.
0: Oh, I want to so die! Gross. Clowns? <laughs>
3: uh, no.
0: no. No.
2: Sleeping alone?
0: No, no, used to it.
2: <laughs> no, getting caught talking to yourself in the car.
0: No, uh, I'm embarrassed by it, but I don't fear it. Yeah, same, same.
2: Little person porn. No, oh, I,
0: don't, I don't. What,
3: what I don't want to see it, but I'm not afraid no, of it. Sure is it just don't. I don't see vanilla it. little person sex, or is it like yeah? It anything. Geneshi- anything?
2: Go go wherever your brain wants <laughs> to go, and you ask yourself, <laughs> okay, if you're I don't okay fear with it. that? I don't fear it. Okay. No, you don't. Okay, germs. Yes. Saying <laughs> a new word out loud for the first time. Yes. 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 The idea that you might be the only person in your friend group who doesn't understand the movie you just saw. No.
3: No. No. First dates. Yes. Yes. yes.
2: Finding out that you've been suffering from a severe mental illness your entire life. No, that would be That'd awesome. Be shitty. No. <laughs> Watching mold grow on nature shows. No. 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 What you'll see when you look in the mirror.
0: Yes. Nah. Sometimes. Lena
2: Dunham's success? Yes. No. No. Dancing in public? No. I'm no. good.
0: I'm a good ass dancer, so no. <laughs> ah,
2: oh, yes. Yow. Singing in public?
0: No. Yes, but I so, also yeah. like to do it, so it's a
3: weird. You like to sing? You just go to malls? No. <laughs> um, like when my friends have karaoke? Oh things, yeah. Like I have. I have fun, but I get anxiety. Oh, yeah, right. You went I to she it. just goes to
2: malls and sings. That's what you got out of. <laughs> when I out? think of singing
3: in public, like I think of like you're like walking in the grocery store and you're like <laughs> those people always seem like really
2: those people troubled. weird me out.
0: Yeah, I can't sing in my car with the windows down. Oh, I yeah. kind of I
2: sometimes I do that.
0: I can't do it. Yeah,
2: for fun. Missing out on events slash parties. No. Yes. Sometimes having go to events slash parties. Yes. yes. Nah that you're a fraud. Yes. No. no. That no one would ever romantically love you if your face got burned off with acid. Yes. Yeah, I think about that all the time. This
0: is my favorite honestly. question. I laugh at it every time. Like um, nobody nobody the even nobody ever personality. loving you. Like,
4: I don't know. I'm 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 friendly. I'm see, fine. See, this is
2: the one the answer that interests me is that there's some people that are just like, "No, my personality brings it." And they're like very assured. And then there's other people that are like that i think are awesome
3: as well that are like no i think no, i just I worry die about alone.
0: like scaring children yeah i just
3: wonder if everyone's Aww. lying to me you know what i mean like cuz i think i have a good personality but what if people just think that because like i'm you're so, so hot <laughs> as a hot person
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> um mispronouncing someone's name every time you see them and never being corrected yes, yes. spending a week yeah. in times square
3: yes yes
2: contracting an std yes, yes. Blindly <laughs> reaching into a bag of jelly beans and putting one in your mouth without looking at it. Yes. yes. No.
3: Gross. Oh, yeah. So right? gross.
2: Going through TSA. No.
3: Yeah. I get a little freaked out.
2: I do, too. I'm terrified of it.
3: Yeah. I feel like someone's She's always going to like, slip cocaine in my bag. Right? Me, yeah. too. Uh, I'm I'm just convinced I'm
2: going to go to like, and you know, they send you to federal prison. Yeah.
3: And then and you just, just spend the Iraq. rest of your
2: life getting raped. And then, that's, and <laughs> well, then you that's die there. I and then you die. And that. then maybe you kill yourself in the shower if you luck out and get something that you can kill yourself with. But that's if you're lucky. True. That's really dark to think that in prison you're lucky if you can figure out a way to kill yourself. Our prison
3: system is fucked up.
2: Yeah. I heard it's so easy to get uh, heroin in prison. Anyway. Uh I probably just get into that. To be honest, if I had a life sentence, I'd probably just start doing heroin in prison. I would also definitely <laughs> What? What? What am I supposed bitch. to do? I'm oh,
3: bored. <laughs> Why wouldn't I just take naps all day? I don't think they let you just take naps all day. No, they, you have to they, like, work you, and stuff. You, yeah, yeah, you have to do like shit all the time like, i'm
2: sick i'm feeling it Now you don't have to get a job if you don't want if you're like psychologically no, you, have you to do you business. have to do you have to like, part of the
0: thing it. is that you, then you get money for your commissary I can't tell and, me like, what to do then yes. yeah well then you get <laughs> no, thrown in I solitary
2: <laughs> i know and i'd be in solitary just fucking on so much smack okay so you, you wouldn't be able to get smack in the solitary mm-hmm. needles no Oddly, I fear them, which is strange not good
3: for my heroin habit. <laughs> What's in tap water? Yes. Yeah. No. Can we talk about tap LA tap water? Is it okay? Because I, I think it is. It? I don't I think it I I don't know. I think about that a lot. I just don't drink it. I don't fuck with it. People say it's bad. I think it has fluoride in it, right? Which is good. I feel like that was something know, that we all appreciate. had as kids that kids
2: don't have now because they're not drinking tap water as much. Fluoride and water. Hmm. I think like I think kids now have much worse teeth. I might be wrong. They could be eating healthier in general, I bet. But there's if people aren't drinking tap water mm. where are you getting all that fluoride? <laughs> anyway. Spending a month or more with your family and only your family. Yes. yes. No. Sunday nights. Yes. Love them.
0: Yeah, I love them too.
2: That she you scared. have bad body odor or breath and no one knows how to tell you. Yes. Yes.
4: Nah, I don't have that shit.
2: Commitment. Oh, yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Becoming homeless, yes, yeah, yeah. Change, yes, no, I fear change. Uh, no, yeah, sorry, accidentally falling in love with a stripper or sex worker, yeah, no, what, no <laughs>
4: really? I want to know, I'll ask what they want, what they do with their life, and if I don't like it, it's just like an immediate turn off. I'm sorry.
2: Oh, so you're not afraid of falling in love with one. No,
4: I am. Because,
2: wait. She's so f you're are you afraid it's you'll how? fall in love and it'll ruin it? Is that what you're like, saying? if I falling in love before I figure out what they are or No, I mean like if you I fell know. in love with a stripper or sex worker, that'd be quite the plight if you couldn't handle your partner being naked and or having sex with other people. No, well that's how I, just, I think of I it.
4: I would fear yeah, I don't want that at all. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want that.
2: I can't, I can't be a part of that negotiation. Like if someone came at me with that and just said like, look, I'm with you, but I'm gonna sell my dick on the side. Yeah, I, I just be really like, When
0: I think of that question, it's more of it like, am I afraid that I'm going to fall in love with a stripper or a sex worker? And no, I'm not afraid. I just don't think it's gonna happen or if it, yeah, it would get yeah. that far. I don't know
3: how I would, I don't <laughs> really know anyone who. Yeah. Vomiting. vomiting.
0: Not to like shame that. Not because, scared like, of vomiting. You, I'm, I yeah. don't fear
3: vomiting. I hate it.
0: I fear it. We all know how I feel about this. <laughs> Bugs.
3: <laughs> yes. Uh, no. Being fisted. Yeah, oh,
0: definitely yeah, fear that. For sure. No. <laughs> you don't <laughs> fear being
2: fisted. I, don't I think we've been over something. this. Like,
0: yeah, I'm going to explain this. I don't fear it. I don't fear that it's going to happen to me.
3: Do I want it? Absolutely not. It's not about fearing that it's gonna happen to the you. The game it's is like, called do you fear
0: that? I yeah, don't but it's fear like, fisting. Do you
3: fear that, not do you fear it's gonna happen? So it's like just in general, like seeing fisting, I fear it. Being yeah. fisted, I don't I fear, fear it. it. I would just be like, oh, that's gross. I'm not afraid of it. That's bad. You're not that's afraid, not
2: afraid not of the afraid. the biological repercussions or whatever, like what it could do to your system. I just don't want it. So I'm not afraid of it. What if you got a fist up there against your will? then I get afraid you. of that
0: I would be afraid of getting anything shoved anywhere against my will
2: that's true that's true but a fist fair. would be extra bad yeah you don't think of a fist and just go that is an undesirable sex act I don't look at fists and think about them
0: being inserted anywhere <laughs> in my body
3: <laughs> you just compared my mouth to an anus earlier <laughs> but I didn't talk about putting anything in there <laughs> unusually good looking people
0: yeah. yes yes no the dentist
4: no
2: yes no death yes
0: yeah. no
2: knowing what your hot dog is actually made of no
3: no, no. So I feel like I know yeah crying in
2: public
0: no yes. I love that <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I do that no. constantly yes <laughs> I have a deep fear of showing any sort of emotion in public.
2: you don't really yeah you don't really show it in private always either um being with a girl who's crying in public no. yes yeah that's actually yeah that's terrifying Being arrested for a murder
0: that you didn't commit. Yes, 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 yes. 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 Heights. Mm. Sometimes. That I can fall from. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I agree with Chrissy on
3: that one. Chrissy The idea that
2: your worst enemy might be right about you. Yes. No.
3: Nah. Also, I don't know who my enemies are. Like, I would love to know that. Like, just before I die, get a list of the people who hated me and be like, I knew it. I know. I I kind of want that too. I have have no idea. Because I feel like some people low-key… like, on the sly hate me.
2: Sure. Sure. Lots of people are fake. But... Right. I also feel like that's, like, tra- like tracking who unfollows you on Twitter. True. Like, I wouldn't want to know who's unfollowed me in life.
3: Yeah. You know? Or is following you in a malicious way. Mm. Because I think that's, like, the worst thing. Like, I don't care if someone doesn't care about me at all. I care if they, like, if I really make them mad and they're, like, actively doing, like, shit-talking me and stuff. Like, hate-reading me IRL. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah,
2: yeah. Okay, you guys, let's uh, do Please advise. Woo, questions.
6: Hi, my name is Ariana, and I hope I'm not too late to miss the wonderful, wonderful woman who has birthed and raised one of my personal heroes, Molly. And my question is less about advice and more just curious. Um, I just finished your book, Molly, and I – I am obviously a huge fan of you, and I am really impressed and proud of how how far you've come in your life and all the things that you were so open about in your book, and I kind of just wanted to know um, what your mom thought of everything and if she, after reading it, has any further advice for people who are living in L.A. and who might be going through some more things and yeah And i also just wanted to say hey and i think you guys are fucking awesome
2: thanks bye well that was america's cutie pie ariana from vanderpump rules which by the way i want to point out i went to her birthday party uh last week and her friends from college were like why does everyone call her ariana it's ariana and her friend Meredith said, I think Lisa started it. And I know what it is. It's the elongated A. We do it in Boston and they do it over there and in Britain. And it's Ariana. The way that I say aunt. Like that it's, was it's her calling?
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh, damn. That was her. She, I didn't um, recognize her voice. Yeah. Apologies to her. She got that question in after we had already finished filming with mommy, uh, recording with Molly's mom. So sorry.
2: Um, I think my mom liked my book. Um, I don't, I don't know. You know, to be honest, we didn't really talk about it. It's weird to talk about with your own mom. I asked
0: her about it, actually. Oh,
2: you did? Yeah,
0: because just because I was curious and we were ta- we were chit-chatting. Good for
2: you. No, good. <laughs> what did she
0: say? Um, she said she actually learned a lot from it. Um, and I think it, like it's normal because, like, when you talk to your parents, you don't necessarily tell them everything that's going on in your life that you would put in a book. Um, but she, she enjoyed it from what she told me. It wasn't, yeah.
2: One thing that Sean Sean is big on that I think she would say is that if something's not working for you, don't do it. And I think that that was, that was a thing that was poignant to me at the time. That's something that she practices in her own life. Like, you know, at the age of 50 or something, she just decided she didn't want to really drink anymore. So she doesn't drink anymore. And, um, it's not like, it wasn't like a huge thing. It just wasn't working for her, which I think is, I think that's a really good point. I think a lot of times we don't listen to our bodies enough. And what's, an interesting thing in this too is that I always I never really feel that I liked drinking per se. I I always felt I was like better as a stoner. And I find that to be true with a lot of people I talk to about yeah. drinking is that a lot of people, especially people who have problems with drinking, didn't really like drinking when they started. Like their body was naturally just not into it. But they had to like build up a tolerance and like trick themselves into being like, Yeah, this is what I want to do. And um, if you go to college you just start to feel like oh it's lame to like just be stoned at every party or sober you know everyone's drinking these beers like I remember being so nauseous trying to stomach beer for the first couple months of
0: college oh yeah especially since like for me like we had natural ice which is like the worst fucking beer and when you're trying to play beer pong with natural ice it was like instant gag so I thought I didn't like beer But as I got older, I just developed a taste for it. I mean, it's
2: when you're 18 years old and your body is like actively attempting to reject the cheap (laughs) alcohol that you're forcing yourself to consume because you think that the goal for Friday night is to get fucked up, text someone drunk, make some mistakes, like wake up the next morning, get a burrito, smoke pot, watch (laughs) a movie. (laughs) That's college. I mean, look, it, college was really fun, but I think a lot of the – I think a lot of destructive patterns were developed there. I mean, they are with a lot of people our age, and I just would say – I think my mom's advice would be to pay attention to your body because I think that we don't realize oftentimes how many times we force ourselves into being okay with something we're not.
0: Yeah, yeah I was going to say that extends to a larger part of, like, ignoring your gut feeling too. Right. And just, like, what you want to do
3: yeah. in general in life. Yeah.
0: So get comfortable with what your body's telling you.
3: Absolutely.
5: Yeah.
0: Okay, next call.
5: Hi, Malls. My name is Christina. I'm 25 years old, living in San Francisco, and I'm calling you today because I need some advice on how to advise someone myself. To give you a little background information on me, I'm working in the interior design industry, a dream of mine um, that I've had since I was little. I'm living in the city I've wanted to live in since forever, and I've been in an amazing, although of course at times rocky, relationship for almost seven years. My life is far from perfect, but this is just some relevant information for this question. So my little sister Danielle is 21 years old and in an extremely hard place right now. She lives in Reno, which is our hometown, currently works part-time at a hair salon, and has very recently stopped going to school. As someone who takes having a career and a stable life very seriously, it's a big issue for me, and I know for her personally as well. Danielle has absolutely no idea what she wants to do with her life and feels incredibly lost in that respect. I believe that at the foundation of her issues is her relationship. She's been with a guy named Daniel for two years and has had what I thought to be a great relationship. They're both a little lazy and academically challenged, but they push each other to build a cute little life that includes their own place, a dog, a cat, and a group of friends. Daniel's been on family vacations with us and has developed a great relationship with our parents. However, Danielle's recently informed me that he's cheated on her, or at the very least had the intention to, but didn't act on it. When I say had the intention to, I mean he went to his hometown in California, met up with a past fling and her friend with a buddy of his, and had a little slumber party. According to Danielle, he's basically assumed he'd cheat, but ended up backing out. The details are a little unclear to me, and after a drunken call last night, I think my sister revealed something similar has happened again around three months ago. People in her friend group, a.k.a. Daniel's friends, are trying to convince her that it's a guy thing, that she should get over it because boys will be boys, and in the end, Daniel loves her. This absolutely enrages me. The intention of cheating would hurt me personally just as much as the actual act of going through with it. It's not like Daniel is this amazing catch up until recently, he's been unemployed and now works odd construction jobs part-time. When he was living off my sister, he tried to convince her to apply for food stamps. He's been arrested for drinking as a minor and has been on house arrest. He doesn't have a college education or a long-term plan, and his friends are absolute losers. I know that he's not a bad person, and I know that they're young and still figuring it out but he's just an incredibly misguided, lazy, trashy sort of guy that is not right for my sister or a monogamous relationship. Danielle is an incredibly sweet soul who always has good intentions. She's definitely a better person than I am, albeit a little lazy herself with no direction. She looks to me for guidance, and I don't want to pressure her or make her feel inferior because she doesn't have exactly what I have. Because I wholeheartedly believe that anyone can find their happiness and that happiness comes in different shapes and forms.
2: Hi, Christina. My name's Christina too. So is mine. But mine's with the K. They call Christina me. Christina Overload. Anyway. <laughs> um, girl, sisters are can be as like different as any two strangers in the world. And I think that you are on a path. And I think that sounds awesome. But as you acknowledge, it's not the only path in life. And I think it sucks to watch Someone you love make mistakes. Like your sister is like dating obviously a loser. You have every right to be upset. She's like from you have no reason not to think she's dismantling her potential in the future. Um but it's really you can't do anything about it. She's 21, she's gonna do whatever the fuck she wants. And you'll just have to hope that your sister being the smart person she is, she'll learn her lesson sooner rather than later. I mean, she is 21 years old in a very serious live-in relationship with someone. I mean, of course he's cheating. Of course he's drinking underage. Of course he's getting caught at it. Like, they're young and stupid. And I think that, you know, going to school isn't always the right answer for everyone, so you can't look too much at that. And not having a complete idea of what you want to do with your life when you're 21 is not a bad thing either. And uh, I, I just think you got to let her... What if, yeah. I mean... What would you I mean do? like
3: when I was 21 I was just gonna, <laughs> uh, three years ago I was just gonna say well I mean it's crazy because I feel like I was doing the right things with school and I was getting good grades and you know like whatever but I was such a fucking mess in my personal life and like anyone who tried to tell me what to do I would know that they were telling me the truth and I just wouldn't do it and it would just push people away. But eventually people like figure it out and circle back. But yeah, you don't
2: want to talk to people who are going to tell you the truth.
3: Yeah. The more you I just think that the more you like if you're just every day nagging your sister about this shitty dude, like the more she's just going to hide stuff from you and pull away and stuff. So it's like my advice and what I would do is just to be like just be her sister and be like, oh, I'm always here for you. And. Like, you already know what I think, you know? But, like, you can tell me anything, et cetera.
2: And don't forget the arrogance of a young person. Right. Like, she's probably looking at you and being like, this fucking old bitch yeah, and lives you're in, like, San too, Francisco so with like, her fucking lame-ass boyfriend and her safe job. <laughs> and she's fucking picking on me and she does not get it. Like, your, your sister, I mean, that's – it's there's a defiance behind, like, yeah. not taking advice when you're that age. I say the same things to my cousin all the time. I'm like, a guy is not – the answer to your problems. Like even if you find a great guy, he's not going to fix your life. A guy's not going to pay for your life. A guy is not necessarily going to be with you forever. Yeah, even getting a ring from a guy doesn't necessarily guarantee that he's always going to be there for you, and it does not mean that he's going to be faithful or a good person or a great guy to raise kids with. um it, th- Those things it doesn't. It, you gotta you gotta figure out your own life. I say that to her all the time. It doesn't stick. But I know that if I at least float that message to her, it helps. And I say it right. from a place of like personal empowerment, as opposed to being like your life's like here's a problem with your job, here's yeah. a problem with the guys you're dating, here's a problem with the way you're meeting these guys, and then here's a judgment about how you spend your money. Like
3: can- it also helps to like advise people with like Mal said, like empowerment as opposed to like disparaging their life, because really they're you're saying the same things, but just in a different way. And I don't mean be like all flowery and, like, girl, like, you're so great, everything's fine, but, like, just to be, like, give them practical things to do. Like, another thing is that I feel like you should just spend more time with your sister, like, not talking about this stuff and, like, doing other things because, like, the more, you know, you just, like, hang out and do other stuff in life, the less time you have to spend on fuckboys.
2: I do realize that when I was younger there were a lot of people that nudged me in positive directions without me realizing it. Me too. Like, I definitely felt like Yeah, I really like, and when you grow up now, like, I'm now that I'm on the other side of that, and I see the people that took it upon themselves to to help me, I'm like, you know, I'm pretty blown away by that. So I think that ultimately, you being here for your sister during this time and being a good sister will mean a lot more to her than any sort of advice yeah. and I don't, and, you don't know, make I didn't her feel like think a fuck you guy. were Christina going to dress her down like I didn't think you were going to be like hey sister yeah. like your boyfriend's a fucking scummy cheater loser you need to do better than him and also like you you need to go to school or you're going to fail your life like it doesn't It does not think gonna, you were going to do that but just maybe just don't be another person telling her she's fucking up right now
0: right she's just going to want to have to have that change for herself she has to make that decision on her own um, yeah. But maybe, if you show her like the better side of life and how she can be treated better,
2: especially with guys, it's like yeah, all be the time. an inspiration it right? you could be her. Mother telling if your mom told you that your boyfriend was a jerk, would you believe her? You can have the people closest to you that mean the most to you tell you these things, and it won't mean anything. You can so. even
3: have your boyfriend, for all we know, like he's like, "Oh, I'm a piece of shit," and she still Probably. believe it. That's like I've done that so many times. Like dated people who were like, "Oh, I'm shitty," and I'm like, "I'm going to fix you."
2: No, I, we would I, I talk about that all the time. Yeah. If a guy tells you that he's a loser, you need to believe right. Them. If
3: anyone ever tells you, it's like that my essentially quote, like. People show you. Oh right! You, yeah, are you, it's true, them. and and that is and so- tell you directly, like with like people were like throwing red flags in my face, and I was just like taking them and like making little bows <laughs> and being like, "It's fine."
2: But here's the thing, and I agree with you. I did the yeah. same thing. I also think it go- it's it, it's a problem that people. Have done to themselves that might not be true. It's like this false storytelling where people mm-hmm. are like, I'm a loser. I'm weird. And like girls love to be like, I'm crazy. Yeah. I'm so kooky. I'm so fucking cray cray. I'm so nuts. Like if you can't handle me at my best, you can't handle me at my <laughs> worst or whatever. Oh, Marilyn in the Monroe fuck- quotes. Any, yeah. It just like, in it, it, you know, keep the Mae West quotes for your AI on <laughs> profile. But i I do think that that's something that people do that's just like r- like not right because there's no difference between you and the people who aren't saying that about themselves. Mm-hmm. The only difference is that they've learned that they're not that fucking special and to not say things like that about themselves. True. They're actually not that weird. They're actually not that crazy or that big yeah. of a loser. Everyone's coming in with the same baseline insecurities and like, you know, weird bullshit. Um, that's my Arizona I Steve. <laughs> Next call. <laughs>
6: Hi hey, Miles. Um this is Stephanie. I'm from Chicago and I just have a question for you about <clears throat> sorry. Um, about smoking weed. I smoke a lot of weed but I feel like it's messing with my creativity and um in, in good ways and in bad ways because I feel like the more weed I smoke the more creative I am, but I don't want to rely on that. And I think it's all in my head also. So um if you have any advice on smoking weed, and being creative, Um, please let me know. Thanks.
2: Bye. (laughs) Stephanie, I am picturing you as a 45-year-old man uh, with a beer belly that's just like popping out slightly from the bottom of your t-shirt, and you're just like kind of like leaning and laying on your couch, and there's a beer and a bong on the thing, and you've got some Cheez-Its and you haven't showered in like four days. That's what I. That's what imagery you're that giving. Sounds me like with that sounds like the fantasy voicemail. you have about
0: me too. Just like being on a couch with food on you for four days. Yeah, that actually off.
2: might be. That actually might be my number one sexual fantasy: As yeah. someone just passed out on a couch covered in, in chips <laughs> and sweat. Um, anyway, girl.
3: Uh, you can't smoke that much weed. It weed isn't like making too you much weed. an artist. Like weed is not. You might think weed is making you more creative. It's not. She said Straight she up. thinks it's making
2: her both less and more creative. Yeah, there's like
3: her- harmful and like wonderful ways. Like just just from what you said about it, I can tell that people are probably listening to. Your ideas are looking at your stuff and, like, being like, what the fuck? Here's the thing.
2: Is that whole, like, write drunk, edit sober or whatever thing is it's so stupid and you, okay, this is what you can do. You can write sober and then you can do a notes pass in a separate document that is not the master document. You can do a joke pass or you can do a little, like, ooh, like, here's this, like, metaphor this analogy or this like ruffle or whatever you can just you can add that shit in when you're stoned if you want and then but don't make that your master copy because sure I'm sure you are churning out some gems uh when you're you know in a different place that's good that's I mean you know a lot of people do that but that can't be your main
3: thing would you suggest for someone to like sanction weed smoking into a certain amount of time? Like, but you we were talking about your schedule book your weed smoking. We'll kind of like be like, this is work time during these I, hours. You absolutely and then, like, should not be smoking pot. Play time. Yeah. No, because I have a lot of friends who would like wake and bake and go to work and they're all like video editors and so- video editors are the biggest stoners. Yeah. I used on to do planet. that shit too. Yeah. I used to do that shit too. But then but- they. And they were like, oh, it helps me work. But then in the end, like once they started doing stuff sober, they were like, oh, my God, I do this so much faster.
1: It
2: absolutely – I mean, if you hate your job and you need yeah. to go and like – if you need to just get through the eight hours in the day and you're picking up a check. Yeah. I, you know, whatever. If you smoke weed at work.
3: If you work at that's like That's your prerogative. Five. Whatever. But like it sounds like you're doing creative work and I just feel like it's probably – it seems like it's clouding you – actually seeing what's good and what's bad about your stuff, and you know that.
2: And at first, it's probably going to be weird to write totally sober if you're not used to it or if you've been, like, writing stoned more often, but um, you're going to be better at it. Yeah. It, not Maybe not at first, but if you continue to just not be sober when you're – or to be sober when you're writing – you'll You'll slowly get a lot better at it. I think part of your confidence is coming from the place
3: that you know you wrote that fucked up mm-hmm. or you know you and you painted think you can that only or replicate did it like that. yeah yeah, so you only get stoned like at certain times, man. You can't spend the whole week high like it's a nighttime thing. That's yeah. like you know it's a wind down. Maybe what I always do is like if I want to like hop on Twitter and say things when I'm fucked up or like write a thing, I just go to the notepad in my phone. And I write stuff down. And then if anything is good from it the next day, then I'm like, okay. But to use that as like the final draft, I think is always a mistake.
2: Yes. That's something I always I switched over to my notepad in a very like active way. Mm -hmm. Um, around my mid twenties when I just was like, I can't be just like getting stoned and tweeting like (laughs) I want donuts or like whatever. (laughs)
3: yeah it's uh you'll I mean some things you'll look back at and you'll be like oh that's funny or that's good or whatever but like looking back at that stuff is more important than having that like Ma said being like the sole source of what you think your like creative mojo is
2: yeah it's not because by the way it's not not. it's like the same way that people who say that they don't take antidepressants because they're afraid it's going to like upset their creativity are just dead wrong it's not it actually just makes you better Mm -hmm. because you're active in it
3: yeah, and are you getting stoned a lot for a reason? Like, maybe you're anxious or depressed or something or having some problems because people who get, like, averagely fucked up all the time tend to have a reason. Yeah, like what are you so escaping maybe, from? Right, maybe you need to, like, look at that.
0: Like, does writing scare you? I was having this conversation uh, with someone yesterday that a lot of times, boredom is really just you don't want to deal with stuff. Right, like yeah, like, for like, sure. uh, like, using the internet as a distraction because I was in Houston for a month um, in March – and it was in some a really rural area, actually, just outside of Houston. And the internet wasn't really that great, and we couldn't really watch TV. And so I would be bored a lot. But I realized that it wasn't just pure boredom. It was just that I I there was a lot of stuff that I wasn't dealing with that I needed to deal with, and I didn't have my mechanisms to escape, like yeah, you know, internet looking at the internet or watching streaming stuff Can on you give Netflix an or drinking
3: of like what something to deal with. Uh, I can give one. I feel like, um, if you feel uncomfortable, <laughs> yeah. Um, I recently got a new job, and for like the first month, I really was—I had a first job before that, which was writing for a, a website, and my next job was the same thing. So I was like, "Oh, everything's going to be the same," and it wasn't. It was a new job, and I was really uncomfortable and like insecure about how I was doing, and so I would just like spend all my time like reading stuff or like. Running or doing like other things that weren't work, and then being like, Oh, god, like my hair is on fire. Work is so bad, but it wasn't that work was bad, it's just that like I was not, and it wasn't that I was like bored, it was that I wasn't like confronting the fact that I was like really scared of like being bad at this new job, or that like I wasn't that I'm not a good writer or whatever. So I feel like that was a thing where I had to like stop and like really try. And then once I tried, I was like, Oh, okay. I was so scared of this before, but it's fine. Like the job doesn't suck because I had convinced myself. I was like, oh, my God, like what if I'm bad at this? What if this sucks? But really, once I looked at it, it wasn't that. And I was getting like low-key drunk like every night too. So it was like I feel like that's a similar situation where it's like I felt like I had to to write stuff. I felt like I had to be like tipsy or something. Right. But it wasn't that. It was that I just had to focus.
2: Well, it can be scary, especially when you're doing something as – personal is writing to continuously let your guard down and like source that internal thing all the time. That's really hard for that's hard for people to do conversationally. It's yeah. really hard when you're doing it and you're putting it into writing that then other people read and you are responsible for having had those thoughts and putting them out into the universe. That's a lot of pressure.
0: Yeah, I think it's a, a lot of the reason why like I felt like I think I've had writer's block for about 3 years now and I think it's it's because of that because I have that fear, yeah. and, and that's yeah. resistance. Yeah, you know this. Is, read the Art of War, uh, or the War of yeah. Art. Sorry,
2: it's, no, I have. Yeah, it's it's great, but it's like it is so. When I read that book, it just clicked for me. I was like, this is resi- It's resistance. It's it is my ego actively fighting against what I am naturally drawn to do and And it would be
3: so nice and easy if like weed were your superpower right right like wouldn't I feel like that's why you think that is because wouldn't that be so nice if you could just wake up every day and be high and then be great
0: yeah you can't
3: like and that's what drinking is too a lot of times it's like that's my fantasy of how I am at parties it's like everyone likes me and I'm super fun but like that's not the reality you know what I mean like that doesn't come from alcohol yeah like actually it makes everything worse (laughs) and the same goes for smoking weed and writing I think
2: So, shockingly, Chrissy hasn't fried her brains with drugs and alcohol to the point where she can no longer read, so she is going to read our letter
3: this week. It's one of my few remaining skills. Okay. Hey, malls. I tried to call, but I ended up crying or talking forever, so I apologize for the less preferred method of advice request. I'm hoping that as a longtime internet aficionado, you can help me deal with my current heartache. About three years ago, I started talking to this guy online. It was random and completely uncharted territory for me. I had, hadn't had had online friends prior to meeting him, as I don't frequent Tumblr or message boards or anything. I barely even use Twitter. Jealous. Anyways, as a result of having no online friendship experience, I'm totally stuck right now because my dear friend has died. We were not in a romantic relationship. I didn't even know his last name, nor did he know mine. Our conversations were flirty, intense, light, and sometimes a little sexy, Often hilarious, and most of all, frequent, I talked to him nearly every day in some form or another. We kept our identities private, which I preferred, and he lived in the U.S., I live in Canada. We never met, never planned to, yet my heart is torn knowing he's gone. My friend had been sick the whole time we were friends. He never told me that. I'm in healthcare, so I particularly think he didn't want me to know the true state of his health. In the back of my mind, I was always skeptical that he was fucking with me or lying because I've been wary of online strangers. The thing is, he emailed me in April that he needed a break to deal with his health issues for a bit. And finally, the other night, my gut told me to look him up. I found his obituary by Googling his first name, the state he told me he grew up in, and the word obituary. I'm sorry. Uh, just like that, I knew his parents' names, his sister's name, his parents' address, and where the funeral was, and the few holes he left about his life were all filled in. The only thing left is that I don't know how he died. So, Malls, here are my questions. Is it batshit crazy or rude or insensitive for me to reach out to his family? How the hell do I grieve for him? I feel so weird and terrible, and I desperately want to know how he died. But I don't know if it's fair to his family to open up something this weird. I tried to keep this short, so I apologize if there are a ton of holes in the story. I'm just seeking out advice on how I heal the strongest loss I've ever had. Thanks for helping me out. Megan, age 28, hetero, single, Virgo. Maybe that'll help. The end. Oh, wow. Well, Megan…
2: I have to say I was kind of like rolling my eyes and like making jerk-off motions over (laughs) here at the beginning of this because up until you said you found the obituary, it was so obvious to me that you had been catfished because catfishes always kill themselves off. And by the way, I'm not ruling that out as a possibility. What if
3: someone was just impersonating – one of my friends was uh, talking to someone who was impersonating a dead girl for like a long time. He got catfished.
2: Exactly. and So – it's not normal to take a break from the internet to deal with your health issues. Even if you are sick, you still use the internet. Yeah. People with cancer use the internet. People dying of AIDS in a hospital bed have cell phones and use apps. That's not, I don't know what disease wouldn't be better by passing the time during recovery using the internet.
3: And how you guys never talked about that is bizarre. Unless. Like- it's addiction. Yeah, that's why. So do you you obviously think that she shouldn't reach out to his family, right?
2: I think that out of respect for I think that she needs to question what she thinks he would want. And if she thinks that he would want to give her that piece, then and it sounds like because he didn't give you that piece, he doesn't think that's a priority for you to know that he would rather keep his family's anonymity. I mean, I think it's very interesting that you guys were able to stay anonymous for as long as you were um, fe- feeling that intimate with someone but, like, knowing very little about them.
3: Yeah. I I don't think – I mean, even speculating about, like, what he did or didn't want you to know, and Malz is right. Like, that's a huge clue in that he didn't want you to know certain things because he never told you. Like, even without that, though, it's like – contacting his family with all of this backstory stuff, it just sounds stressful, like an added thing. And how do you know, I mean, that there aren't other people in your same position? Like, I kind of feel like I would assume that.
2: You know what might be not bad? If you wrote a letter and a nice little card just saying, you know, I was a friend of your son's and I am so sorry to hear about his, like, your loss. Uh, He was a wonderful person. He was someone that brought me a lot of joy in our brief time of knowing each other. And, um, you know, I want to send you love. Just be able like, to say the, all the things that you want to say to his family. But then also maybe at the end say, you know, I really would be interested in talking. If if you guys want to feel like you want to share with me how he passed. I don't know. So.
3: Yeah. I mean, maybe I don't. Maybe just express that instead of just being like, how did he die? Like Ma said. like yeah. Send your condolences and then express that like you're it's unfortunate to you or like saddens you that you don't you didn't know enough to know what happened like and it's something that you've really been thinking about they're in your thoughts etc etc and then if they want to tell you they'll tell you yeah but I I say it's not you
2: know like say I understand if you don't feel it's my business or whatever like make sure that you and these are not this is all bad version I'm sure you have a much better way of wording things but like just make sure that that's the sentiment that comes across respectful I wouldn't call. I wouldn't definitely don't do anything like show up. I wouldn't send a baked good or flowers. I would just maybe write a nice note if you feel like you can't discern that he is maybe not interested in you contacting his
3: family. Right. Just keep in mind that like this is like a selfish, selfish pursuit for you, you know, so they would be doing you a favor. Like don't confuse yourself into thinking that like this is going to like tie up some loose ends. And this is the worst
2: kind of selfish thing. Mm-hmm. It's like like going through a breakup or something and wanting your ex to talk to you every day. It's right. like it's like it's you not their
3: job to help you like you, get, yes, you have to grieve it in in your own way and not I mean also like think about what it means to you to like know how he died like I don't know. I feel like maybe that just bothers you because there was so much stuff you didn't know anyway, and it's just like in that right. bag of like stuff you don't know. It's not like knowing that is gonna fix you're not going to miss this person miss talking to them less and like I mean question the fact that you were talking to him so much too like that's missing from your life like maybe you can find a healthier outlet than like having a relationship with a stranger
2: yeah I mean I don't know if I'm gonna call that unhealthy though I feel like a lot of people do that and that's the beginning of a lot of really great friendships and romantic relationships and You know, not everyone connects in person with people. I think that that's I think some people are, are, you know, they just do better. You know, unfortunately, for all sorts of reasons, they do better through manual long form typing.
3: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, just maybe you can find like another outlet and not miss this person so much. Did you guys video chat? I don't think. She said – I don't think so. She
2: did say that they were in contact in some way or another every Every day. day. So I don't know. Does that mean – if you guys had a phone call or a video chat, could you let us know that? That No, she said that they never knew
3: what each other looked like. Oh. I think. I'm pretty sure she said that they never – they preferred to keep their identities anonymous so they don't know, which is interesting.
2: I do think that this uh, smells fishy.
3: Yeah, I just think there's so many things that should have come up. And, like, it's too weird that you didn't know what he looked like or, like, his last name or... Wh- why he was sick and that he yeah. just disappeared, and then conveniently there's this obit. You know?
0: She didn't mention like the forms that the, in which they communicated, she just said that they talked every day in some form or another, and they did keep their identities private. My question is, where did she find this obituary? Was it in a newspaper or was it right. one of those online obituaries that anyone can kind of make up?
3: And you also oh. only had his first name, so like how do you know that this like, movie... oh, John
0: Alabama, like what yeah, was how it a super unique first him? name, yeah. Miguel? Nebraska? Like what would I don't right.
2: Yeah, I I don't I don't know. I don't know.
3: There's I, a lot of stuff missing here. Joaquin in Phoenix.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. Ooh,
3: too soon.
1: Too soon.
2: Okay. Um, He's not
3: dead, we know. <laughs> Sorry call. for your loss, girl.
1: Hey Malls. this is Sarah from Philadelphia. Um this might sound a bit minor, but right now it is everything to me and I am freaking out about it and it's all I think about so I guess DSG started about three months ago when I went to get my eyebrows done and they asked me if I wanted to get my lips done and I was like what and then they asked me again the next time I got my eyebrows done and they never asked me this question before and I started to become super aware of my lady stash which I think has always been sort of there which probably is normal but it's been blonde and now my hair there is getting darker and you can only really see it on the corner of my lips. Sometimes I see it and it's crazy. And other times I don't see it at all. And I guess I'm worried about getting it waxed because of the fear that it might grow back thicker. Um, And then like you would see the the little hair sticking out more after it's waxed. I really don't know. I honestly am too afraid to bring this up to a girlfriend because I'm embarrassed, and I think it might be common, but Google is not really helping me out with this issue, and I was hoping that maybe you or one of the girls that you have on the podcast could help me out with this. I'm sure other people get it done. I just need some reassurances that it's okay to get it done or if there's maybe a better way to handle it, like bleaching it or something. Um, Please advise. Thank you.
2: Okay. Yes. It's hormonal. You're, hor- it's, you're older. So it's hormonal. If your hair is turning dark Welcome and to the
3: club girl, you should get it threaded,
2: <laughs> not wax because wax, that's a very sensitive area of your face to have wax, but, and it can affect the pigmentation of your skin. If you don't wear SPF, a lot of people don't know that by the way, if you get anything waxed, put sunscreen on it before you go outside your eyebrows too, because it can, the wax can discolor can do some peel off a layer of your skin that when the sun hits it, it will leave a discoloration. And if it's especially in somewhere that's like a hormony zone, uh, you could develop, uh, like, uh, some women get like blackness. I've seen, if you Google on YouTube, pregnant lady, wait, <laughs> if, if you Google on Google YouTube, i oh, sorry. If you go on YouTube and search, um, like pregnant lady <laughs> makeup mustache or something like that. You're going to find a lot of ladies who are talking about pregnancy beard, which is something that a lot of women get. A lot of women have their whole fucking lower face turn like dark, dark black um, during their pregnancy. That's terrifying. Yeah. A lot of that things thing can that happen, but there's, um, you know, I, I, here's the thing with bleaching. I actually saw a picture of someone so very recently that, that, this happened to that I c- can't stop thinking about it. And I can't advise <laughs> bleaching personally because she had just a clear mane on her lip. And mm-hmm. it was like very obvious. She had yeah. like a blonde hairy lip. And I was like, well, how is that the lesser of two evils? Like now you just have a clear, you look fuzzy. Like the coat. Yeah. You look like the Lorax. Like exactly. Exactly. So if uh you' I mean, it's normal, everyone has
0: hair all over their face, yeah, I was just going to say like, and this is kind of a gross i don't know if it's gross, but whatever, um just fairly recently, I started getting like
3: one hair on my chin. oh I'm my God, I have three eye. persistent. Chin hairs. I'm going to tell like, you something crazy And then in a minute. like out of nowhere, like
0: I'll pluck it and I check periodically if it's returned. But then like when I do find it again, it's really long. Yeah. yeah it's a maintenance <laughs> thing.
2: These things are like surprising maintenance things. And it's because we didn't have to take care of it in our
3: teens and early yeah. 20s. And so when these things start popping up, we're like, what the fuck is this? And you always find it at, like a t- I'll be like um, in my car, like on the way to a thing. And then I'll like touch my chin and then I'll feel it. And you like don't see it, but then there's just like raggedy, coarse hair on my chin. This is why our moms are so exhausted. Like they just have their shit just piles up with every year. And it's like as soon as something like the acne on my face has migrated from my forehead to my chin. Like the mustache has gotten less pronounced, but like the chin hairs are there. And so it's just (laughs) like upsetting. Like no matter what, there's always going to be something. Does everyone here shave their big toe?
2: Yes. No. You don't shoot. I do.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I not- do.
2: P, you're so cute. I can't I'm handle
0: not it. Not <laughs> it. <laughs> I'm not like very hairy in the first place. So, I mean. Whatever.
3: That's yeah, look at that. my arms. So. I know.
0: Yeah, you're sure. not hairy. You're like a seal.
2: <laughs> you are. You're like a sea mammal. I love it. Jealous. <laughs> Um, I'm big on lace hair removal, as I you don't know. shave my arms. Yeah. It's not easy for us Irish gals, us uh, Jewish gals. I'm not Jewish. A but, Sicilian you know, ladies. It's not It's hey. not easy for us. Yeah, I mean, like, with- Middle Eastern babes, not easy for us. And Latina women as well. It's not easy. We're all a bunch of hairy freaks. And it's there's a lot of, and
0: I think that. Look, I got a little bit of like hair on my lips too, like near my lip. I eye. mean, I in feel. Between, not on right? my sure. lips, in my lip area yeah. Yeah.
2: I have, I have a, I, I, yeah, I get like on the corners, but also I, I have dealt with discoloration in all sorts of areas on my face from sun damage. And I have, I have like random dark splotches on my cheeks that show up through makeup that like won't go away. You have to be, there's yes, just, I'm saying you're changing, be aware Mm -hmm. of it. Don't fall prey to uh, culture's beauty demands. But at the same time, it's very important that you feel good about yourself. And I have to say, it doesn't feel good to be like, oh, like, do I look like a man? That doesn't yeah. feel good.
3: Or just when to you like have to feel, touch your lip and feel a mustache. You just might not want that
0: especially Machine since it, like that. guys have it so easy that like, uh, they in can terms just of, like, be low- disgusting <laughs> trolls
3: and still be like guys just wake up in the morning and they're like this is fine imagine. i imagine get it's my so legs gross.
2: moist enough to save my life like i'm just applying <laughs> straight up vitamin e oil on them now coconut just oil like, yes i do coconut oil mm-hmm. as well but max moisture and, and and my legs suck it up in an hour do you want to know what i did yesterday though i gave something a try that i've never done in my life i nared
0: Oh, ah i've done that before i'm allergic to it actually
3: i i used to love nair and now it like makes my skin just bumpy and weird and stuff i don't know what happened
2: oh yeah no i'm in a lot of pain um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah i mean it'll burn
3: it feels like it burns it smells like burning hair and uh-huh. then it feels like it burns a layer of your skin off i don't think i've ever smelled anything worse it's, in my life yeah nair is and it's it lingers like you could also nair your mustache but i wouldn't recommend it because i've done it before no. and you get that burn I, I just wouldn't like,
2: put that lotion on your face yeah. because it's the pr- it burns your skin. Yeah. That's what it's doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah.
3: Don't do it. Like Mom said, don't wax. Like, get that shit threaded. And never – oh, my God. Never, ever, anyone, please, as a mustache lady, I can say this. Please never shave it because I have done that before when I was younger. And not only will you get, like, a 5 o'clock shadow, but, like, people are – it's just, it's going to be terrible. Like, people are going to be like, how would you get that cut on your upper lip? And you're going to be like, oh, I'd shave I done like my dad. I did
2: see a YouTube video <laughs> once of these three girls that shaved their entire faces. Um, they're in a sorority in, <laughs> you in the, the South. You have the best YouTube finds. Yeah, I know. Uh, and they they were endorsing these things called uh, tinkle razors. And you can buy them in a three-pack. From China on Amazon, and they're like $1.99 for a pack. And they come and they're like they look like little plastic sticks with a tiny razor on them. And I got them because it is actually an exfoliant on your cheeks if you just run. And this hair does does not grow dark on your it yeah. should not, anyway. Right. And it actually is like kind of nice. A lot of people get that blonde hair or on those their tangle? face. Tangle? Tangle
3: razors. So, yeah. I want to try the Tinkle Razor. But I'm a, I'm, I am I'm have the same fear. That's actually irrational because your hair does not grow back coarser and darker. It just grows back. And when your hair is growing back, it looks different. That's true. Then when it's fully grown out. I mean, like, keep that in mind. You're going to – this is going to be a lifelong thing. You're going to remove it and remove it again and again. But just if that's what you want, thread it up. Don't wax. Don't nair. Try a Tinkle Razor, I guess. <laughs> but I wouldn't recommend it. Can I also just say, like, as the
0: producer of the show, I enjoyed that call because it kind of switched it up for us. We get a lot of relationship and friendship advice calls. Yeah. And it's nice. Like, we have other experience to draw from. In yeah. Terms of, like, and Moll's is life, so.
3: very into beauty stuff and treatments. I've right, learned I a lot. I'm into treatments. and just hanging
2: out with Moll's. You know, um, I, I want you to know if you feel uncomfortable asking your friends about something, just call me. I get it. There's a million things. A lot of these things you guys tell me, I can tell you're looking for a 57th opinion. So there's something that you're holding on to that's like, I just don't want to tell anyone that I've never worn a thong and I want to know what that feels like.
0: Or had sex without a condom
3: or something. Don't know where your G-spot is.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know if I, I like, want that. <laughs>
3: Call, Call us with your
5: G-spot concerns. <laughs> yes. All right, next call. Hey, moms. Um, So my dilemma, um, oh gosh, it's hard to explain. So my boyfriend and I are looking to move out um, together into like a small house. And so we went to a couple of like showings and we're, we really like this one place. And so I was asking him about like how much, like asking about like the down payment and how we're going to split it. And then all the time he told me that he doesn't have enough money to pay for, like, a down payment or, like, a security deposit, things like that. It's just renting, not buying a house. Um, so I, like, freaked out because, like, we've been planning this for a pretty long time, and he makes more money than I do. But he told me he has, like, no savings and, like, $2,000 in his checking account. And it just, like, blew my mind because, like, he spends money like he has a lot of it. And I it was not my business that he doesn't have any money. Like, okay, so, like, before that, it wasn't really my business. You know, I'm not going to, like, ask him how much money he has because, you know, I know he works and he makes more than me. And I have, I'm comfortably living. I have savings. Moving out would not be a problem for me. But, like, to know that he doesn't have enough. Like, what if he loses his job? Like, he has no egg, nothing. Like, nothing to plan, And it, like, really pissed me off. And it kind of, like, am I allowed to be mad about this? Like, I don't want to be a nag and, like, tell him, he need to be, start saving, you need to do this or that. But, like, it really bothers me that he knew that we were doing this, but he still was, like, spending all his money. And he's, like, living basically paycheck to paycheck. So... Yeah, tell me what you think about that. I don't know, like, if you're going to tell me to break up with him. Yeah, it's probably what all my friends have said. But, like, we've been through a lot of things, so I feel like it's not... I don't know, like, is this a deal breaker? I don't even know because it really bothers me. But, like, I don't really know what to do. So, yeah. All right. Thanks.
2: Girl, are you fucking insane? Money is one of the... fundamental things that matters in a relationship just in terms of respect. And I think that you don't have to be making a lot of money. I don't think that you always need to bring as much as your partner does. Sometimes there can be an inequality about that sort of thing in a relationship because there's equality in other areas. But for him not to communicate to you, his financial situation, knowing that you guys have been Working toward the goal of moving in with one another is incredibly disrespectful. You are absolutely right. If he loses his job, you're shit out of luck. That means that you are picking up his half of the rent. It sounds like he he, he said he doesn't have a backup plan. I'm assuming that means that he's not even in a situation where he has like rich ass parents he can borrow money from. But I also have to say, if you don't know any of this, you are too young to be moving in with somebody. That It is a big deal to move in with a person. And people are, you know, look, you went straight to, am I going to be a nag? Is this like, does this make me a shitty girlfriend if I hold him accountable for his fucking reckless behavior? Yeah, yeah. No, you can't do that to yourself. That means like if you are going to that, automatically, if that is a thought in your head, that it is overreacting to care about the fact that he misled you about your future and your potential living situation, that is in the next stage of your life and together as a couple, that's a really, really, really big problem. And no, saying that you feel like that was handled poorly on his part and is an issue that he should have communicated to you in a host of different ways is – I mean, if you guys, how were you guys going out together and like he's spending money and you see what he's buying and you're doing this stuff and you don't say to him like, babe, like, you know, I'm saving up money for uh, the apartment. Like, where are you at with that? Like, to not even have a dialogue in your relationship where you can ask a question like that without being called a nag. The fact that you can go there is is just you're too young. You're not
3: thinking yeah. right. And why, what is he spending his money on, girl? Like, is he spending it on you? Is he spending Guys it? Guys spend all their fucking money yeah. on food. Like, all of their money so goes to food. It's crazy that you didn't know that he was, like, broke in the bank account but, like, rich in the streets. Like, that's bizarre to me. It is
2: weird. Like, I mean, here's the thing. Have you been taking the vacations from him? Have you been yeah. taking – Like, are you a part of this overspending? Are you an active Are you, like, participant? let's a
3: tie every night? Like, Yes, what? exactly.
2: Like, do have you ever wondered to yourself and then not said anything? Right. Because that's a big problem.
3: You and can't just have this. And you're about – you're not going to be roommates with separate finances. You're a couple moving in together. Like, you're merging – this is like a half marriage. This is like training marriage.
0: Yeah. I wonder if there are other issues going on because she
3: mentions sounds that like it. she
0: mentions that um her friends are telling her to break up with him and I can't right. imagine friends stepping in like that for if it's just a finance it issue. It sounds like
3: you want to I mean you brought up breaking up with him. Well,
2: she sounds like the underdog in this relationship. Yeah. She sounds like she's in the down position because it sounds like I mean she seems to be pretty intent on the fact that they are going to be together. And right. and she's really fighting for that despite the fact that she has been disrespected and is even going as far as to say maybe this is my problem. Right.
3: No. Do you do that with everything, you know? Like, are you in this relationship being like, oh, maybe that's my problem. And I understand something.
2: I understand being open to the possibility that your your way isn't always right. Yeah. I under, You should be open to that possibility all the time. But in this situation, this is a fundamental thing. That's yeah. like if he showed up to a dinner that everyone was paying $250 ahead and then said, oh, guys, I'm going to have my plate come. But I just FYI, like I may or may not have $250 at the end of tonight. Like, yeah. that's, you just don't do Why that. was he
3: seeing a part? I mean, to me, it's just insulting. He went to see a house with you and then was like, oh, wait, we need money for this house? Like, I don't really have that. Can you get he it? He knew
2: full well that it was yeah. he was
3: responsible for half of the
2: expenses right. of a house. And if this has been going on for a while, I don't know how much your boyfriend makes a month. I actually don't sound like $2,000. I don't think $2,000 is
3: an a laughable amount of money. Right. Yeah, when I heard that, I was like, oh, so your boyfriend's rich. <laughs> oh, so yeah, <laughs> like, so your boyfriend's doing pretty well But like, you're saying. Oh, so he makes over $34,000 a year? That sounds... He's rich. Yes. <laughs> That's dope. So dope that you're dating a rich guy like that. But, uh, seriously.
2: <laughs> yeah, so just... I mean, I, would, I don't think it's irreparable, like the situation no. you're in, but I really would address the basic respect issue because he doesn't respect you. If he's pulling this, if he thought he could go this far, unless he's terrified of you, which is a problem in and of itself, uh, there's no reason why he shouldn't have discussed this with you.
3: Yeah, there's some other dynamic where he feels like he's hiding stuff from you for a reason or he's just really bad with money. Like there's something that you have to – there's a dynamic in the relationship you like have to address. It's not gonna be, it's not gonna be uptight if you bring it up. It's gonna be like crazy if you don't bring it up and then move and in with him. People
2: who are selfish with money are unattractive. Yep. That's it's just not yeah. an attractive quality. It's not it's not attractive to see someone be really cheap, and it's not attractive to see someone be like young money. Like that's yeah. not, it's just it's uh yeah, I mean if he's just
3: living wildly beyond his means, that's like a, a fuck boy sort of like poser move. Right. It's like immature. Or is he just having a lavish lifestyle and then like no savings? Like save having a savings account is lavish, dude. Right. Like I'm when I have my savings account, I'm gonna feel like a baller. I don't have a savings account. <laughs> so But that's if she step. has savings and, and he, yeah, you guys are on uneven grounds, you know? You have to even it out and have the same expectations. Otherwise, that's bad news. Yeah. It's just also like in, in marriage, I mean,
2: dealing with someone who has money issues like this, that would mm-hmm. be a fucking nightmare. It's like, like dealing
3: with an addict sometimes if you have someone who's like addicted to spending or like really bad about a certain area in their life. You don't want to be his caretaker. You don't want to be his accountant.
2: I bet he'll grow up a little bit. Yeah. I do believe that. I think that he'll probably grow up. I mean, at some point, everybody has to figure out. I think everyone – when I know that when I was younger, I had to learn that, like, saving's important. Yeah. And now I save a lot better. But I had to, like, blow through a lot of money before I realized, like, oh, like, this isn't – like, this isn't as chic as it feels. Like, you know, this is actually kind of scary when you think about it. So – Um, And it's not great to just get everything
0: you want like that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I think a lot of people live paycheck to paycheck without realizing that that's exactly what they're doing. Right. Right. Um, Yeah. And it's really as
2: simple as honestly, you guys, I'm telling you guys, I know spend so much money on food. Like I'm saying minimum $30 a day, like $12 sandwich for lunch, (laughs) $20 dinner, like every water is bottled. Every like, you know, every beverage is coming is is at least three dollars and there are several snacks. beverages. There's alcohol. It's just a lot. It's I know so many guys I know just spend all their money on food.
3: It's definitely sort of like a man child thing, too, when you're like spending all your money on like taking care of yourself without actually taking care of yourself. Yes. You know? Yes. Like it's like, oh, I'll get delivery like, oh, I'll buy weed. That's a really <laughs> like- good that's a really good way to put it. Yeah, so don't, I mean, you don't want to be the mom manager of that. And by not bringing it up, that's, you're setting yourself up for that. So you have to talk about it.
2: And you are responsible. Like, don't you want a guy that's, like, on that level? Right. I mean, you want someone that has a life you can aspire to. Like, you want to, you want to be, like, you want to lift someone up and to be lifted up by them. And it doesn't seem like this guy can do that for you. Yeah. So think about all that. Okay, that's it for episode 48 of Please Advise Chrissy. Thank you so much. Thanks guys. Christina, Glad to thank you. Talk. Uh, Be sober
3: for
4: an
2: hour. <laughs> B, thanks. Kisses. Kisses. Does anyone have a free advice? Um Yes.
3: Okay. Okay. Yes. I I had one too, but go ahead.
0: (laughs) You guys can both do a free advice. How about that?
3: A a little Christina Chrissy free advice action.
0: (laughs) Well, Chrissy, I doubt we're going to have the same uh, free advice unless you went to the Sound of Music sing along at the Hollywood Bowl yesterday. That's
3: something I did not do. (laughs) That is something I did not do. But what I did do was last night I went out with my friends who all happened to be dudes. And um, we were just at the bar, like chilling. And I noticed something, and it was that every time, like, a dude would look at me, like, in a way of being like, oh, hey, what's up? He would look at the dudes I was with and be like, fuck, and just beeline away. And I felt it happen multiple times. And I don't get what that is. And maybe you guys can – like, is it – They think you're with the guys. All of them, though? (laughs) All four of them? (laughs) Like, do I have to go to... At least one of them. They think that you're one of their girls. But then when I was with my girlfriends, like, an an hour or so before that, I was with two girls, and every guy at the party, it was like we were seals bleeding, and they were sharks, just swarming. (laughs) Because you were with girls, Right, right, and that's normal, but I just want people (laughs) to man up, like, and just not, like, don't prey. Okay. Wait, on no, hold on. Well, one, you don't want to go
0: hit on someone's girlfriend, right? What, okay,
3: okay, I get it. Oh, he, Chrissy, mm. if you
0: saw a dude with like a bunch of girls, you would either think a that he was gay or that b that he we was that's one true. of their boyfriends. I guess
3: my free advice is just to like take stabs in the dark. Uh, <laughs> is there right. anything more terrifying than walking up to a person who is Who's surrounded by
2: your like your gender or people that are of your yeah, sexual persuasion true.
3: from what you can tell? That's a good do you fear that actually. (laughs) Like groups of the same gender with the opposite gender.
2: And also I've heard a lot of guys, I know I don't like to walk up to packs of guys either, because when guys are together, they're fucking assholes a lot of times. Like there's a lot of guys that when
3: they get together-that's free advice for me. They're fucking (laughs) assholes. To stop going out in packs of dudes <laughs> and girls girls in a pack are scary
2: as hell too i wouldn't really? want to walk up to yes people yeah. in packs are scary as well i give a lot of
3: props
0: to guys because it takes a lot of guts to walk up to like a group of women and well i think when on you're one with your, like yeah. you're with your squad and they're with theirs it's easier no but to i mean merge. like you've had i you've never been experienced like where you've gone out with a you're group of girls you're like 12 <laughs>
2: what is wrong with her you're 12 years old this is not an adult situation you're speaking it's, about i don't this have is
3: like, adult situations to speak about what do you mean with
2: many... your squad
3: <laughs> like that's your group of people no i know
2: what a squad is but i'm saying like who and christina <laughs> like how, when was the last time you went you out with a squad into, yeah. last night you a squad can be three people you can have a two-person Christina squad. Christina's squad rolls up to the Sound of Music musical. Yeah. <laughs> Christina's
0: right? squad.
3: Christine's a one-woman squad. She doesn't have squad goals. She wasn't there alone. I wasn't there alone. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's so, that would be so sad. <laughs> I wasn't saying that. I was just saying you're that you're singing alone. i sing alone. <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> yeah,
0: Christina. It's how bad does your life sound? Because you know there were people there that went alone last night to mm. a sing-along. They were probably dressed up in costume. There was a lot of costumes that's there. That's the
3: thing that scares me is going to events alone. I guess so. Like a concert. You would walk up to a guy that was I've surrounded by four girls. No, now that I'm thinking about it more, I understand. I think it was just that there was a really hot dude and I wanted him to approach us and he did Think so about outside. things more, Chrissy. Oh, well, you know, this is what this is for. <laughs> <laughs> also, you probably have like
2: one or two years of
3: your life left where
2: that scenario is going <laughs> to be relevant to you because <laughs> once you get into your late 20s, you're just kind of like, oh, hey. Like it is like it, there's like literally nothing scary
3: about flirting or dating once you hit 27. I would love for that to be <laughs> my life right now, but I'm terrified on Tinder over here and terrified on Tinder. Terrified on Tinder. <laughs> sleepless <laughs> in Seattle. <laughs> that's a good yeah, that's my pitch for my movie is terrified on Tinder. It's like sleepless in Seattle, except for you're just trying to avoid dick pics. <laughs> mm
1: all right Christina yes so
3: as it was mentioned
0: several times I went to the sound of music sing-along at the Hollywood Bowl which they have every year um it was actually the first time I've ever seen the sound of music so that that just gave me chills for some reason I
2: full-blown got chills like not in an uh, interesting way just it gave me chills I don't know why
0: (laughs) so the thing about the Hollywood Bowl for people who don't live in LA um it's just a massive outdoor theater space um And uh, you can bring wine. You can bring your own wine. Uh, They let you bring alcohol or whatever. And so there were quite a few people, including myself, who were enjoying wine. Um, And a row across and down from me, there were these four girls who were probably in their early to mid-20s.
3: Best Um, age group.
0: (laughs) They were really, really pretty wasted. The worst age
3: group.
0: (laughs) They were being really loud and rowdy. And um, they left shortly after... The intermission when uh, the wedding scene happens. And um, it was because one of the girls was vomiting into a Ziploc bag. <gasps> a clear Ziploc? <laughs> yeah, it was a clear oh. Ziploc. <laughs> It smelled horrible. I did that once in Mexico.
2: <laughs> it <laughs> seems like in the public, place to do it. Like she was, it was yep. she was
0: in her roast at her seat like vomiting into the bag yeah, between and Mr. So,
2: Thurston and a 14-year-old girl from Canada. I did that
0: <laughs> driving to see the dolphins. Yeah. Anyway, keep going. Well, so anyway, uh they the, they ended up having leave, having to leave um and the woman the, poor, the poor, poor girl could barely walk on her own and you know her friends had to take care of her. But I mean The thing that really was just kind of like grinding on my gears about this was, um, the, the kids are there you know what I mean like this isn't the sound of music sing-along is not an event that you get yeah, wasted that's not at your
3: turn up like let's pregame what kind of fucking losers pregame the sound of music well, well the jazz. once I did,
2: once I did <laughs> Molly at a Peter Gabriel concert <laughs> and it was I was But that's different trium- that's like a psychedelic rock concert no actually it's very much not uh so <laughs> I went to see Peter Gabriel and it was ruined for me because my friend got way too drunk and it was really it was really crazy And so I felt like I really needed to go back to Peter Gabriel. I bought really expensive tickets next time he came Mm. around. What I did not realize was that he was with the L.A. Philharmonic, and it was um, largely orchestral uh, throughout the night. And it was uh, pretty inappropriate, I would say, for me to be on Molly at this concert. Everyone was very much seated. Ed and I kept just talking, and people were turning around and shushing us like – I don't know, like we raped their mom. Like it was crazy. Oh, so you were uh, you, sh- you were
0: those people that I was Yeah. Like getting, yeah.
2: yeah. But well, I've I'm also those had people, those right? pe- I've, I've had those people at Dolly that really that killed me when there was girl wasted girls behind me at Dolly Parton's like screaming. Yeah.
0: But I don't know. Yeah. I mean, if you know you're going to be at an event where you know there's going to be children, just behave appropriately. Like you shouldn't be getting turned up at a sound of music singer. Just along. like in
3: general, you have to reach a point in your life, I think, that I've noticed in myself and my friends, where we like a not, wine bottle. Yeah, at some point, not you know everything know I mean? requires getting fucked up for it. But
2: here's the thing: I honestly, I do see there's being something to being a group of people. It's like one of the first weekends of summer. It was really beautiful last night. They probably ironically got these tickets. They if just graduated. Their boss gave them,
0: t- gave it to them, or like something. Oh something. no, I wasn't. I didn't go with the intention of like being a really good fan of The Sound of Music. Like I'd never seen the film before, and I brought two bottles of wine with me, and I was drinking and kind of like making small snarky comments with my friend with my friends that no, I went and with. I feel, but you. like you have to adjust the level to what the room is to what
3: not the... vomit in a plastic bag yeah oh. but there's
2: always yeah. someone that gets too hype and i yeah. think that we've yeah. all been the person four once girls. or twice yeah. in our life that gets a little too hype <laughs> and in in retrospect it's like oh god i mean i don't think those girls woke no, up i no, no. proud I'm not... <laughs> of themselves listen
0: <laughs> listen i'm not saying that i've never been like publicly drunk before and like and oh, i am been no. really embarrassed but i mean like i don't I think they really, sh- it was just poor judgment on their part to do it there. You know what I mean? Like, if you're going to get crazy, do it at a bar. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I guess. I mean, there's something really fun, though. I don't know. Maybe I'm being a Debbie getting Downer. Getting drunk in places you, like, no. shouldn't be drunk. Or, like, being kind of fucked up at, like, the movie theater or something. Yeah, no, no, yeah, no.
0: I'm totally going to go to Magic Mike on Tuesday and, like, <gasps> be drunk. Does that come out Tuesday? Yeah, you can get tickets. It comes out July 1st, but, yeah. I'm so down. But that's the appropriate venue to do something like that. Yeah. I'm going to
2: say, am I going to say, I like it? I like being around it? No. no. Do I understand it? And therefore, I'm like, all right, kids. Masturbating on the fun. train. Yeah. Same I under- thing. Exactly. It's, it's like it's like <laughs> masturbating on a train. It's like, I'm not going to yeah. do it
3: today. Sometimes you want to throw I've up in a bag. But I've on a train before. Sometimes you want to jerk off on right. the subway. Well, I don't know. I just didn't. Yeah. <laughs> and the
2: bull has crazy acoustics. Like, you can hear someone in the way, way back getting fucked up.
0: Right. I mean, I just, I don't know. If you, uh, it's the, the kids thing really bothered me. I don't know.
3: I mean, rest assured, the kids were not bothered And also, by I hate it, vomiting. thrilled and delighted. Yeah. I hate vomiting, so that was also. I, was I also swear in front of it. kids.
2: I don't care. <laughs> they know that word. They do. I mean, like, here's the thing is that I don't excessively swear in front of children ever. Of course not. But if right, an F-bomb well, slips wrong. out and there's a four-year-old next to me at Coffee Bean playing with a plastic kite, then
3: I – Why would someone have a kite in Coffee Kids always Bean? are
2: holding weird shit.
3: In Moss's world, have you ever child seen a child is in public? holding a
2: kite. <laughs> no, I'm just saying uh, if you've ever seen a kid in public, they're always holding yeah, weird shit. that's true. Like true. a plastic kite came to mind. Love By the way, pants. I saw a homeless man doing the most incredible space work. I've ever seen at Coffee Bean this week. He was, um, unfortunately, he was (laughs) mentally ill, but he was scolding his two invisible children, and they were very specific heights, and he was, his space work was incredible. Like, I'm just telling Mm. you, like, I believed two invisible children were right there.
3: Take that down to UCB, sir. And
2: you don't normally get that close to the action. Like, where I was, was, you can't, I said to my friend after, I said, this is, the way that we got close to that, is normally you just don't get that close to seeing something that truly special mm. without getting involved in it. Normally they'll rope you in and make you a part of the world. But he was just doing a show. No, he, he didn't even know we were there. I said we were like, you know, we were invisible. The so. world is
3: a magical we place. We were invisible
2: as his children.
0: Well, okay. the sound of music is ruined for me now because now all I can think about is someone vomiting into a Ziploc bag. Sounds like a personal problem.
2: All right, you guys, you can send us your updates or call us at 323 450 7408. You can email us at askpleaseadvise at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at please underscore advise. We're on SoundCloud and iTunes. Please leave us a five star comment and a wonderful review, and we'll read it on the show as part of our new segment. You're appreciated. Christina's going to give me our comment for this week now. Okay, this week's comment of the week is from Listener Listener. It's crack like five stars. Thanks so much. Okay, here is your review. Don't let your ears deceive you. After listening for two minutes, you might think that Miss Maglier's distinctive drawl denotes a feather-headed party girl, but after a single episode an episode, you'll discover a charming and intelligent individual whose advice is always from the heart and wonderfully articulated. What once might have annoyed you will likely be honey <laughs> dripping in your ears. And if you're lucky enough to hear her sing, you'll be in for a treat in no time. You'll be addicted and feel like you're best fronds with malls. Hear me sing. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> listener, listener, you're fucking nuts. Um, You're great. Thanks sweet. so much. That was very sweet.
0: Very uh, astute comment. I like that the comment under it it is by someone named Poops McGee. Gross. (laughs) Never getting read because I don't say that word.
1: (laughs) All
2: right, you guys. Have a great week and I'll see you out in the universe. Bye.